This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Time to Where Sean Levine will step into the cage with Brendan Tobin in Are You Gonna Fight Me? I'm gonna fight your ass. Here on Tapped Out. That's right, fight me like a man. Only on the BetQL Network. You know the rules. I want a good, clean fight. When I tell you to break, I want you to step back out my command and break. Now go back to the corner and come out fighting at the bell. That's the bell, which means we're fighting. Brendan Tobin, sports machine, Sean Levine. The XFL reopened its season for like the at least third time today. Uh, I'm giving it two. Two years, and then it's done again, and then we never see it again. You gonna fight me? Yeah, I think it's done after this year, dude. Nothing made me sadder today <laughs> than seeing The Rock introduce the XFL on social media. I'm like, that has to be the smallest crowd Dwayne Johnson has been in front of in like 35 years. Whatever the last time he was indie wrestling, the last time he was in front of a crowd, like not even he was like he didn't even waste catchphrases on them. I was like, what what is going on here, XFL? I don't even know why they wasted a microphone. It feels like he could have just grabbed like a megaphone and pride. I don't even know if he needed that and just talked to the however many hundreds of people it looked like were in that crowd. Yeah, it, uh, I don't know. I'm going to give it two because it has the backing of The Rock. So like there's some finances behind it, but not, not too much longer than that. Speaking of football, real football, the odds are out for next year's Super Bowl. And believe it or not, the uh, <clears throat> reigning defending, Kansas City Chiefs, the champions, are supposed to win it again. Their odds are 6-1. to one. You're going to fight me if I say, I would take them over the field. You can have everybody else, and I'll take the Chiefs again. You're going to fight me? Well, I don't know if I want to fight you on that, but I'll tell you one thing. Like, don't – like, give this uh, segment to Travis Kelsey so he can, you know, use it to uh, fuel his doubt because, you know, Travis Kelsey, he certainly feels slighted being the betting favorite and knowing that everybody doubted him even though nobody was doubting him. Are you bitter? You sound a little bit like, it's just like, it's a bit milder. It's just like, oh, every you, nobody believed in us. I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, nobody believed, nobody believed in you? What? Who is there's the, only who, two who things? Here's the thing at a championship parade, there's only two things that you can say. You can either say, nobody believed in us, and here we are, look now, or you can say, we're going to be back next year. That's it. And then the cheesiest, corniest thing to do, which a lot of these guys decide to do is just start swearing a lot. Just cuss and be really loud. And, you know, it's like, just it's just those parades are a little, they get under your skin. They're great because that means your team won a championship, but they kind of suck too. I uh, I think the worst thing that's ever been shouted at a parade was Bill Belichick when he shouted no days off. 
That was the worst ever. Pro- no days off. And everybody, like, this guy has six Super Bowls, and they're like, huh? We're all taking no, a day that off. that wasn't Bill. the worst. That wasn't the worst. When the Royals won the World Series back in 2015, Johnny Gomes took the microphone and, t- like, went on, like, a 10-minute tirade that completely has Kansas City split. Half the town thinks it's the greatest thing ever. And here's the thing. Johnny Gomes took, like, four at-bats this season. He kept going about, we didn't have the MVP. We didn't have the rookie of the year. We didn't have this. It was like, dude, I didn't know you were on the team. Why are you talking? So That reminds me of uh, when the the Lakers beat the Heat in 2020 and Deion Waiters, who was let go by the Heat, he he declared himself champ cheese, even though he had played zero (laughs) minutes. Champ cheese. Shout the only thing I remember cheese. about Dion, the only Dion Waiter story I'll ever remember are the gummies. The gummies on the airport. Oh, oh, oh dude. I mean, after you, after you see that story, you're just like, all right, this guy. I, I don't know about this guy. Um, You're going to fight me if I say Deontay Wilder and Francis Ngannou. Let's say they ultimately step into the ring. I don't think with boxing gloves, either guy can knock out the other guy. I know that sounds crazy. But I don't think either one of them can knock out the other one. Like, I think that both – no, I, I, okay, let me let me rephrase that. Obviously, they can. They've got the one-hitter quitter power. I would be absolutely shocked if that actually ended in a knockout. I'm talking about a knockout, not a TKO. Not in a boxing match, you think, it would be sho- yeah. you think it would be shocking for Deontay Wilder to knock out Francis Ngannou? Yeah. Why? No. Why, why would I be like- shocked by that? He's one of the best knockout artists ever. Like, why would I think that it's shocking that Deontay Wilder – could knock out Francis Ngannou. I think the shocking thing would be if Francis could get him. Well, obviously, if Francis knocks out Wilder, it'd be crazy just because we're talking about boxing. I just don't know that. Look, the bronze bomber probably has the most powerful one hitter quitter that we've seen. Does he still? And would it work against Ngannou? Is all I'm asking. Or do you have to put it on the perfect spot? He still put Tyson Fury on the canvas. He's put him down four times, and that's the best heavyweight he didn't on the knock planet. Him out. He doesn't knock crazy. him out. That, that, but dude, that's that's a guy who that's that's the best fight boxer on the planet. And by the way, he did get a slow count in that first fight. Like, Stop. go watch how long. No, what? Stop. Go look at the ref. The ref took forever. Give him like fifteen seconds Stop. to get up from that. <laughs> this guy. All right. Um, speaking of boxing, uh, I think that Paul and Fury is going to do awful numbers next week. I don't think anybody's interested. In it. You going to fight me? I'll watch it, but you're going to fight me. Nobody else is going to. No, I'm not going to fight you. Like, I think I, – I, I really think it's going to be interesting because if what you say happens, if you do, if Jake does knock out to, uh, Tommy Fury, I, 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 still don't, round. I, I still don't think he's going to get the credit from the boxing community. And it goes back to my point with Jake Paul. Like, I, I don't really understand what he's doing this for anymore because – I felt like he got into this because he knew people hated him. And now I genuinely do think he's trying to get credit from the boxing community. It's never going to happen. Like when we had Sean O'Connell on, you could see how happy they were to have him. And I think that's just because MMA will have more respect for the outsider who comes in and tries it more so than boxing. Boxing is never going to give him that kind of type of credit. They're too close-minded. And I feel like this will be, no matter what happens, he's going to find a lot more joy and satisfaction just going into pfl and mma than he will in boxing because he'll be he'll be more embraced yeah people think he'll get smoked and that's part of the that's part of the beauty of people wanting to fork over their money is to watch jake paul lose but even if he loses or if he tries like going into mma he's going to get a lot more respect than he will for any of these boxing matches that he's gone through 
he is in a weird spot right now because like you start off by doing as much of shtick fighting as you possibly can, right? Like ultimate YouTube fighting. All right, just find me some guy. And it's like, you know, you, you fight, um, you fight Nate, an old basketball player, former slam dunk champion, five foot nine, whatever Nate Robinson. It's like, all right, cool. You beat him. And then you kind of start to step up your competition a little bit. You're fighting old MMA fighters. When I say old, I mean, literally retired UFC fighters, obviously Tyrone Woodley and Ben Askren and the like. I don't know how much respect this gets you from the boxing community because you're I think that he thinks because now he's fighting a boxer, he wins this one. What else can people say? Well, what people can say is this dude, yeah, he's a boxer. He's living off the Fury name. He ain't his brother. His resume doesn't tell you anything. He's pulled out twice already because I don't think he's been prepared to fight you. So frankly, what are the odds, by the way, Jake, if you can find them for us? Because it's I, uh, the last I don't care the what, last that, the last I saw it was uh, Paul minus one seventy five, Tommy Fury plus one fifty. Oh, well, damn. So what I'm saying isn't original at all. The odds makers say what I'm saying is going to happen, huh? Well, all right. I don't, yeah, it's just, I don't know why people are going to believe in Tommy Fury um, unless you just genuinely think he's got, you know, the, that skill set to keep Jake off of him and to deal with actual boxing skills. Um, that remains to be seen. I think one of the things that's tough is like Tommy Fury is you know, just not really been on that big stage yet. We don't really know. And with Jake, yeah, I've never been more wrong about anything on this show than saying that there's no shot that he's going to flatline Tyron Woodley and be damned if he did. He just, he, he knocked him out one punch, boom. Now that was a really bad fight up until that point. Um, but he still did it. And, and you know, I definitely didn't think that this whole uh, train was going to be rolling for this many years, but it has been. He's been able to keep it going. But I do feel like it, it, to your point, I, I feel like it's gotten a bit dull. I, I don't think this is going to do big business unless there's some big melee next week and he's fighting actual Tyson Fury uh, at the press conference. But, you know, we'll see. I guess we'll see what the lead-up is like this week. I appreciate you admitting when you're wrong and you've got a lot of experience at it. So, you know, good for you. That's Brendan Tobin, sports machine, Sean Levine here, talking a little fighting, fighting each other. Uh, Ultimate Fighter is underway, or at least the filming. Michael Chandler versus Conor McGregor. I tend to agree with what you said earlier. I think when it comes down to it, I'm going to put a little bit of money on Michael Chandler. But let's let's see what happens. Let's see how they look. Let's see how this whole thing progresses. Let's see what the odds are once fight night comes out. That being said, you're going to fight me if I say the best tough moment ever was Chael Sonnen and Vanderlei Silva. When Chael mm-hmm. told him, I can't, I can't let you get any closer. Jeans flip-flops, and then he ended up taking him to the ground. Is there a better one? You going to fight me? I mean, respect to Chael Sonnen of the uh, Jeans and Flip-Flop Club. I've been, uh, you know, I used to be part of that club until, uh, you know, the shame of society got too harsh down here in South Florida. But I used to love rocking the jeans. Look at you, buddy. You're still holding strong. Good for you. I'm proud of you. Um, Thank so you. So props to, Ch- Thank props you. to Chael Sonnen for being oh, an ass who's still going to do that. I think I just tore something. Could have uh, my favorite, uh, my favorite tough moment, of course, is Rampage Jackson ripping off the fake door in the heavyweight season against uh, Rashad Evans. I mean, uh, that's so you know that that season's I man. That's the Kimbo season has a special place in my heart. But him ripping off the fake door is always going to mean something to me. How about uh, like Nate had some good moments too. There were a lot of good Julian Lane. There, were, yeah, there were there were quite a few that I can think of. Um, all right, uh, Masvidal. Let's talk about something that you can't get enough of. If Masvidal loses to Gilbert Burns, and I'm going to tell you right now, he's going to. That's why he's a plus 300. 
if he loses that fight, and if Connor loses, then they should just fight each other. You gonna fight? Um, I don't feel like I, I feel like the move is more so if one. I think Masvidal has to win for Connor to do that. Um, I I think that if Connor fights Masvidal off another loss, it feels a little bit too much like him versus Cowboy again. Then it then uh then if he were to fight him off of a win, I feel like he'll actually get some credit going up and wait and fighting a guy like Masvidal. Because like here's the thing: if Masvidal, if Masvidal wins and Kamaro beats Leon, I don't think that he's going to get a title shot against Kamaro again because they've already done it no, twice. No, no way, and, not a third time. And no and, Us, no and, Us, and, and Usman knocked him to another planet. So yeah. that to me would be the likely path to him fighting McGregor. Is is Masvidal beats Gilbert Burns, and then you know if McGregor wins, maybe he fights for the title. Uh, but if he doesn't get a title shot, then maybe he fights uh, Jorge Masvidal. But I think I think Masvidal has to win for him to get a crack at McGregor. When they're active, who do we think are currently the three most popular fighters in the promotion? Connor, probably still Masvidal, probably John. Right? One, two, three, in say, some order. Better say Sean who? O'Malley, or he's going to tweet us. Dude, honestly, Sean O'Malley's probably four. He's probably yeah, four, maybe. That was my point, probably- though. Like that was the thing. It was like. He- <laughs> That was my point. I yeah, he's on his way. He's just not there yet. But geez, don't tell the fat, stupid guy to say anything like that. Otherwise, you know, might ruffle yeah. some feathers. You are the fat, stupid guy, uh, dude. I hate to like. I think I disagree with you. I think it took me a few weeks, but I think I, I think I end up agreeing with your ass. Um, well, that's my, my that point. Is like, look, Sean, Sean is going to get there probably. But when you asked me that question at the time, we were arguing about at you know I. Masvidal has headline pay-per-views and now is basically going to be the reason for selling out an arena. Like that's that. And, and he's been in the sport for 20 years. Like there's nothing that's wrong. It. Sean, that's the, that's the one. Sean, that's the one. It's, it's longevity. It's just, yeah. Come on. Yeah. It, it's, it's, ahead, there's no you... knock on Sean. Like it's, it, it's, it's just, I just feel like Masvidal is more of a name because of his longevity. He had a very iconic knockout. You know, he did win the BMF belt with the rock giving him, you know, much better situation with The Rock giving him the BMF belt than being an XFL, let's be honest. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. 
Learn more at marines.com. But Sean definitely, look, if Sean wins the championship this year, rocket to his back, dude. He's going to he's going to be he's going to be in the next stratosphere, but you know, he in a lot of ways he's a reason why this has taken so long because he slow rolled his career. He wanted to get through this first contract, taking on no name guys, and then took the big swing against Jan. Props to him. Manage your career how you want to manage it, but it does slow the path of you becoming a bigger star. Of those three guys, also, John was the youngest champion that we've seen. So it didn't take him long to become super popular or at least worth watching. His likability has always been up in question. With Conor McGregor, I mean, out the gates, he's fighting Max Holloway and Dustin Poirier and all these guys. So right away, and then the Aldo thing didn't take him long. So right away, he became a star. In the case of Masvidal, the truth is he was basically a journeyman for a really long time where and your neck of the woods people loved him down in Miami in the backyard fighting and the Kimbo Slice stuff and all that. But the truth is, he wasn't a pay-per-view draw. He was, Dude, he was on the undercard a lot of times. And then he's even become down, this guy. Even down here, I remember talking to George about this after the 2019 thing, after the, the, the magical year. He goes, like, I could still go to Publix when I was, you know, before this past year. Now I can't even go out there. I can't go to a Sedano's without somebody. Uh, that's, a, uh, that's a food market chain down here. Uh, I can't go there without people giving me 100 selfies, you know? We've got schnooks here in the Midwest, if you were curious. Schnooks, eh? schnooks. Right. Yeah, that's right, schnooks. Um, my, my point of bringing that up was, in the, within this calendar year, 2023, if everything breaks perfectly, Masvidal could be fighting Leon for the belt. Connor could be fighting whoever, if he beats Mike Chandler for the belt. And... John Jones DC could be fighting John Jones for the belt, dude. Okay. DC John okay. Jones okay. for the heavyweight belt. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. And then Sean O'Malley wins the belt, and then Sean calls out Connor, and then Connor loses weight, and it stop. Stop. Um, coming up next, speaking of all kinds of crazy conspiracy theories, there have been a lot of them going on in the world of fighting. We'll see if BT has his tinfoil hat on tonight. I'm sure he does. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine, with Brendan Tobin. You're locked into the BetQL Network.